0: Yeet, Yep. Eat eat eat. as the kids say. Am I using that correctly?
1: <laughs> I think it's uh yeah, yeet. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, seriously? I didn't know you spoke uh Yiddish. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was good. That was a good one
3: actually.
0: Yeah. I'll uh, recommend you on that one.
2: <laughs> no, like okay, I was just talking about this on the uh, the road trip. So um the girlfriend is from like the Midwest but like the redneck Midwest mm mm-hmm. so she's been around people with a bunch of like you know just like redneck accents and everything like that. what is a redneck
3: midwest it sounds it you. sounds like a redneck, oh really, just yeah. like southern oh, okay.
2: it's like but they
0: say warsh, warsh, warsh. yeah i was so was like Canadian a little Canadian mixed in
3: yeah,
2: it's like backwater Canadian rednecks hmm. which I'm into, yeah, you know that's <laughs> the, the, they're fun people, <laughs> that's, that's your fetish oh <laughs> yeah sorry those. <that> <laughs> <damn. laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, so um, uh, we were talking about, like, just those little details from, like, different southern pockets or, like, redneck mm. po- pockets, and I was like, yeah, like, where I come from, you could say yes without even, like, moving your mouth, or you like, it, it, and that's how you answer people. I mean, and then if you get old enough, you
0: could just grunt, you didn't have to open your mouth, yeah, yeah. I mean you don't have to be old for that. You can just be like, <laughs> or, I don't know, just be me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a,
3: you had a
2: bad, it was a bad morning. It was a
0: bad morning, man. Yeah. Just uh, just a bunch of stuff. Just, our, uh, our email provider decided to shut down. Not going to not going to blast names on the air here, but they they decided to to shut down. Um and uh we had to go into scramble mode to fix that. Uh and uh on top of uh I had one of the worst bus rides in a long time and had to call into a meeting during the bus ride. It was just, it was just all around a good morning. San Francisco Uh, bus rides are always San Francisco um, bus ride, exciting experiences on the phone while Slack is blowing up, telling me that all our emails aren't sending. Uh, I was in a very good mood when I got into the office. I snapped at Dan. I felt bad.
2: (laughs) Oh, I didn't even know. It. Like you were just like, "Hey, man, I'm busy," and I'm like, "I get it." No, I know. I saw. I saw Slack. Do you need a snack? Uh, like, did anything fun happen on the the bus, or was it just shitty,
1: uh, just like generic shitty?
2: You know, to find fun, San Francisco bus rides are
0: always fun. Did There's somebody poop fun. on the floor? Yeah, so that's, what, that's what my
1: question is, gonna go. <laughs> my question is going to go. Not
0: inside the bus, but you know, you see some stuff when you're driving through the yeah the TL. Mm. Anyway. Oh yeah. So it's a great morning, but I'm doing okay now. Yeah, I'm drinking now. I have a I have a drink.
2: You're it's doing open. that thing again where you have an energy drink right next to an alcoholic beverage. Uh, it's giant
0: bomb cannon. I've I've talked about this on air. Uh, you got to have an upper and a downer, and you got to maintain. You got to maintain, right? You got to you got to uh, you got to tweak up, and then like you're tweaking up too high. You just gotta you know drink a little more. So is, so is this cider? just like a pre E3 tradition? No, or this is just every day. This is every day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how I maintain the you know this is how the this is what fuels the sites. This is what keeps them going
2: not like i pay too much <laughs> attention to will but he so he does this thing where he gets his rock star it's always rock star fucking rock star yeah and he drinks half of it uh-huh. and then puts the other half in the fridge see i'm healthy i'm only drinking i think it
0: wait the serving size is two per container so i mean i'm even following the instructions but And you're, you're not you're not going back to it the next day are you or is this yeah like what's wrong late? with going to the next mm. day it's like what well, okay it's, it's not that flat right okay it's not even flat by that point like a soda in the fridge for a day is yeah, not gonna do it yeah that right? sucks yeah,
2: yeah like well, having a soda in the fridge for, like for a day. day it's not that bad Eh, okay <laughs> i'm picky about my mountain Dew. listen all right i i don't have many too many bad habits
0: this is my bad habit i'm allowed to have i'm allowed to do something yeah stupid and this is something stupid that it's I do. it's not no. even stupid man <laughs>
2: it's just like i gotta find something to pick on
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah
2: yeah oh well the uh oh, i don't
0: even know yeah hi yeah, it's it's also uh this episode's probably gonna come out late, but it's the Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or is it Thursday? Yeah, actually okay, so I just had a chat about
2: that. We're just gonna put it out after E three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, behind the scenes. But uh behind the
0: scenes it is yeah. the Wednesday before E three. So uh shit's buck wild right now. And we're pushing code. We're not supposed to be pushing code or pushing code <laughs> to fix things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's great.
2: It's all good. What have, did I hear last does. week? No more code pushes before E three. <laughs> None. I say zero. That I say that a lot. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. I'll say that how, every many, uh, how many pushes
0: have you had today? One well, one per day. We've only done okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so,
2: we're not quite in like fire uh, mode.
0: Yeah. Sure. It's all been small stuff, but it's all like, well and it's all been like, oh, change a
2: config parameter. Like, all right, fine. I mean that Push. makes sense, yeah. sure. <sighs> as long as like chat's not going down. We don't do that anymore. Well well you
0: don't stop jinxing shit right before is this thing made out of wood
2: well yeah the the audience the audience knows better than we
0: do whether or not it went well so uh you're listening to this from the future uh yeah
2: uh send your love to the past we need it (laughs) we should do a retrospect and no whatever yeah uh we don't need to talk anymore about e3 hi everybody this is the giant beast uh, beast wow dev it is not the giant beast wow
0: (laughs) giant DevCast. <laughs> uh, with your host Dan, who is losing his mind. Yeah, that's uh, me over there. Well, and well, there's uh, a Dan on the Beastcast too. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, this is he has a way better beard though. I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Will I? I'm Will, and uh, we have a special guest uh, with us today, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Hi. Uh, does some app development for us. I do. Uh, yeah. Um. So so what do you what do you build for us?
1: Um. So I build our um Apple TV Giant Bomb videos app. Um, yeah like came out late 2015 it was the first version so it's been out there for a little while now um i think it's when it went official cbs probably yeah, early the, last
0: year yeah 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 uh, and the then
1: that only, did, didn't change
0: in itunes until like last week or something yeah like i was that. I, <laughs> I think i think i was the i think i was the author of yeah. the app for until probably like four or five months ago but yeah, yeah it's so if you download the uh apple uh Apple TV app, uh, Giant Bomb videos by Kevin. It now says by CBSI. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, I, I
1: think it, it's kind of funny. I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, I think my name is completely gone from this application. But if and this could be just be like some caching on Apple's side or something. So it'll probably eventually go away. But if you look all the way down at the bottom, you can see my name. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still pretty proud of that. <laughs> we can keep that in there. That's fine.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. So yeah, we will. We will be talking about the app uh, and just general development stuff in detail but i figure we'd we'd go into just some site updates just a few updates we had uh since the last podcast
2: yeah um i mean like and this has been the same old tune for the past few times that we've been prepping for e3 so a lot of that is really just for that uh other than any other major updates but yeah we'll call it a couple things like um you know you'll you'll see
0: right now on the site well you will have seen already that we get we have the countdown modules for for e3 that uh we've set up so um those are kind of generic we can use them for future stuff if we want to count down to Upcoming events, and if we want to promo live shows beforehand, we can do that now, so that's cool Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Plus a bunch of cool artwork uh, that Dan made for all the night shows, the GB at night uh, And all the talkover stuff, that stuff is
2: really, really rad Yeah, again, uh, because people are going to hear this in the future, it's already done then (laughs) Yeah, you already done, seen it, but Still working on it now (laughs) Uh, But uh, what's really great is, uh, going back to the other thing that you were talking about, so Uh, on the homepage we have all those things that show like oh this is going to be live in however many hours or minutes Mm. or days Um, and what's the kind of like the the behind the scenes thing is that we actually have two different conditions for that one is just like by default we take whatever the artwork is and we just like dull it so Mm. it kind of looks like it's like set in the background Uh, so it's like a nice default sort of uh, treatment to it but uh, aside from that we could actually put in custom images, which is what yeah. I'm doing for E3 and it looks really cool Not toot my own horn, <laughs> but um, it's just it's nice to be able to have that like graphical difference between things yeah. um, Like with the uh, talks over it's like a thought bubble before it goes live and then you know It's an actual talk, bubble. And then the, the, the bomb smiles like that's actually cool You can actually
0: we can preview that in, in our thing and you can see like, you know it Counts down and then the giant bomb smiles and then it becomes clickable and you can click in yeah That's yep. a pretty cool little little thing so. But yeah, I hope we use that more in the future. I
2: like it. Yeah, yeah, and it's all set in uh, this year's uh, theme, which is L.A. sunsets. <laughs> it's really nice. Oh, Dan had to... a mood board uh, set up. A... No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. <laughs> it was really good, though. So it, it was great. It's got some like
0: some good like vapor wave kind of feel a little bit, but like not too. But much. not not too much. It's like a little. It's, it's a little t- retro. It's L.A. retro. Mm,
2: it's tasteful vape. Tasteful vape.
0: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Tasteful vape. yeah Tasteful so,
2: vape is is this year's.
0: Last year was the vapor chamber. This this year it's tasteful vape. That needs to be a
2: t-shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Total side note. Sorry, but Marino made a reference to doing a uh, another giant bomb uh piece of merch for the South. GB South. Because that's oh, where he's at. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, there's a few of us from there. He is stuff, GB yeah. South. Let's do it. Anyways, going uh, uh, more more side notes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh. Just uh, some stuff that. Y'all won't see but it it allows for some cool things during e3 this year is uh, we made a bunch of behind-the-scenes update to live streams Um, so This will allow us to basically turn turn around live streams in real time So if you miss the live streams, you don't have to wait for them to encode anymore Uh, You can just we we did some of this last year, but it was a very manual process now It's just kind of automatic when the live stream ends it goes up on site and you can watch the the uh, DVR the stream immediately just like YouTube does uh, so we're just, you know, catching up to the rest of the industry. But, uh, you know, working on it.
2: Yeah, with like 12 people hey, total. Yeah. Come on. Like,
0: we're doing good. <laughs> we're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so that. And then um, we also, uh, e- GameSpot had a lot of E3 needs this year. Or, well, pre-E3 uh, uh, things that needed to be done. Like, uh, you know, Google AMP stories. Game uh, went out and things like that. Which
2: Well, I mean, like another big update is that we updated the nav. Oh, yeah. We had GameSpot.com as a new nav. That's a good point. I totally yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> I, I actually forgot about it when yeah. we shipped it. Uh, but I, I actually love that update because it's the same paradigm as the other sites. So if you go on Comic Vine or Giant Bomb, it has like the exact same setup. Um, and the reason I love that is that anytime that we're going to be doing an update for one of those now, we actually get to do it on all three. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have to worry about improving one nav at a time, which is a huge pain mm-hmm. that we had in the past. We kind of like everything gets to benefit from it, so yeah. that's that's why I'm so stoked about it. Uh, that and it's a it's a white bar and stuff like a dark gray thing, yeah, on like a light layout. So I'm into it, and it's cool. It's it's basically you know
0: the giant bomb paradigm making its way to Gamespot. You know they, these sites kind of trade off sometimes, and you know Giant Bomb gets some cool Gamespot features, Gamespot gets some cool Giant Bomb features. So yep. yeah, a little bit of trade off. But yeah, that's that's pretty much most of what we've been working on, um, getting ready for E3. Just a bunch of other like small stuff behind the scenes that. You know, nobody will ever notice, but we need them for e3. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. been that's been our last couple of weeks. But
2: I said we talk about some apps, yeah,
0: some, some app APIs. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we the we mentioned our idea was that you work on the the iOS uh, or sorry the TVOS app, TVOS yeah <laughs> iOS yeah um yeah. But can you just kind of give like a little background about yourself, like what you know your you're an app developer. Like what what got you started in that? How long have you been doing app development, that kind of
1: thing? Yeah. So um, it all started about 10 years ago. Um surprisingly, I've actually been using the giant bomb uh API for almost 10 years. I think it was early 2010 um, that I started looking into it. So back then I was I was working for um an OCR company, um kind of working on some older technology, wasn't getting Challenged as much as I wanted to and so I started kind of looking into new technologies and I'd just gotten an iPhone And this is back pretty early days. Um, this is probably right after Probably iOS two Mm. something. Um, so app development was kind of was out there um, in the wild Um, and immediately using it I was just like this is the future like this is amazing Um, Like what you can do with this. Um, So as all of my side projects have been since then um I developed things that I personally want to use um, that I couldn't find a good version of out there. And so at the time, um, I was actually going back to my childhood and collecting a lot of old games that I had when I was a kid that I stupidly traded off uh, in order to get new systems. I think a lot of us have been there. Um, And in doing that, I was kind of collecting these games. And I was like, you know, there isn't a great solution to... There isn't a great app out there that shows you a good comprehensive list of your game collection. Hmm. So I started kind of looking into that, being like, "Hey, maybe this is something where I can learn iOS, learn a new programming language, Object- Objective C at the time, um, and kind of just, you know, dip my toes in that in that atmosphere and kind of check it out." So um, started looking into that. Um, started looking into APIs because I didn't want to create my own database of <laughs> games because um, you guys can probably say that that takes a while. You know, um, anecdotally...
0: It and- only took us a couple of years to just redo <laughs> the front end for that. So yeah, it's not, not that
1: big a deal. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> It's a small project.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I found... I had started... I was already listening to the Giant Bombcast at this point um, and then I was kind of a frequent uh, visitor of the site and so I found that there was this API there. Um, so I actually started looking into that and I was like, oh, this actually does exactly what i wanted to do um and it even does it to and it it works this way until this until today um where you can break down not only just a game but a particular release of a game Hmm. i mean that's really great for collectors because they not only want to know that they have assassin's creed they want to put in that they have the assassin's creed special edition on xbox one pal version right (laughs) and that exists on the site um and you're able to be able to search to that granular detail and add those items. So a lot of a lot of people out there love it. So, mm-hmm. um, grab that. Started learning the API for Giant Bomb, nice. developed the app, pushed that out. Probably around iOS 3.2, I think it was. So very early days. Um, still in the app store today oh, um really? yeah it's actually been updated all the way up to ios 12 at this point so i kind of keep it going oh, oh well, that's shit. right we um, talked shit. about this before i'm, rem- I'm remembering yeah, this now yeah so it, i actually had there's there is a there is a pretty uh big uh user base on it still um a lot of requests come in and you know when i have time i try to update the app but unfortunately it it, it doesn't get updated as much as i would want it to
0: so all right you, you've been developing basically this app for 10 years how well how well how have we On done off, with com- definitely yeah. yeah
1: how have we done with compatibility <laughs> backwards changes it. i was actually going to, i was actually just thinking about that backwards compatibility has actually been really good because if you think about it like it, it you could probably look at the history of of the updates in the app and be like oh yeah he only updates this every couple of years mm-hmm. that actually is really good that i haven't had to update it every year in order to keep it. a few things mm-hmm. um have broken um but Nothing so dramatic that it's like the application doesn't work until I updated it. It was more of, you know, people were just having some issues with thumbnails or yeah. Yeah. Uh, things weren't loading in correctly because maybe like a uh, a key got changed or something. And so it was, there were more minor details that I would have to fix. And so that that actually was a lot of my motivations to update the app is when I was like, okay, well, this seems, this is a little <laughs> bit more of an issue. Yeah. Um. So I'd push out an update. But yeah, I would say, I mean, the... The original version um, of my network layer from 2010 is not that much different today than it was <laughs> wow. when I initially implemented it. So Holy that cow. actually does say a lot. Um, the nice. application is 100% in Objective-C. It's actually the only time that I ever still code in Objective-C is when I, <laughs> even yeah. I am updating that application because I've fully switched to Swift and mm-hmm. we, can, we can start talking about that with Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And so if we fast forward to 2015, um, I had a Roku at the time. Apple TV four gets announced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want that. That is an amazing piece of hardware. <laughs> are you wait,
0: are you an Apple? Like do you just like order everything he's Apple does? Wearing,
2: like, He's wearing an Apple
0: Watch. Oh, I see the
2: Apple Watch.
1: I'm not wearing an Apple oh, Watch. Oh, is that a oh, wearing I'm wearing off? a Fitbit
3: right
2: oh. yeah. okay shit sorry <laughs> tried to blast him uh, i know oh
1: god I, I that was a swing and a miss so like do you have the like do you have the router the apple router i do not okay so right. no okay. i would not i would not put myself in into that realm okay. where every single thing that i own um is, is mac i mean my main my main computers at home are pcs okay All right. so um i love the things that apple creates mm-hmm. but they still have to sell me on it. It's yeah. not. It's not an automatic buy so for that, me. Like that thousand dollar
0: stand. Uh, yeah, is that monitor stand. Yeah, I think okay. I might pass, pass on, on that. On. Okay. Yeah, Dan's gonna yeah. get
2: it. What? <laughs> <laughs> just the stand, not the monitor. Yeah. Just... We'll, just, yeah. <laughs> well, that costs money, man. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, so sorry. sorry. Yeah. So you uh,
0: you saw it, uh, iOS
1: or TVOS four, and uh, yeah, you wanted to. Yeah. So watch. the Apple TV four came out. Mm. Um, I had a Roku at the time, and that's how I was watching all of my Giant Bomb content. Um, and I didn't want to have both plugged in anymore. The Apple TV had just come out, so mm-hmm. obviously no one had made a Giant Bomb app yet. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, you know, this is moving from iOS to tvOS. It's very similar. Um, it's it's rooted in the same technologies with, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's different ways of, you know, touch versus um, focusing um, in tvOS. And that's really the biggest change. And mm-hmm. so to me, it was like, okay, well, I know the giant bomb API. <laughs> <laughs> I know iOS at this point. I'm just going to develop it myself. So um, I went out there, um, got an Apple TV 4, unhooked the Roku as kind of a uh, <laughs> discipline for saying you're not watching giant, giant bomb wow, videos on the TV until are. you're done writing this app and Ooh. wrote it up and uh, started using it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push this out there. So this was in late 2015. Um, it definitely had, um, it was the first time where I experienced, um, the app store review issues mm, yeah. <laughs> because it was, I remember pushing it out, you know, I'm pushing it out as an author of, you know, Kevin Goodgerson, this isn't a CBS, mm-hmm. uh, application, but I'm pushing this out myself and immediately comes back and goes, this doesn't look like this is an application that you own. Um, mm. you need to get a hold of the people that actually own this, um, <laughs> And oh, we're, no. we're going to have to go through additional steps in order to get this. So, you know, it, it took a while, but I was able to kind of contact uh, people here and we were able to kind of push it through and, and get the information we needed and get the approvals needed. Um, it probably went a little bit farther up the chain than I thought it was going to. <laughs> so it did, it did take a little while, but um, welcome eventually to, we got it out there. Welcome yeah. to working with corporations.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. It's, I I know you're paying with the app review stuff. I. If, if you do have a Roku and you use that, that you're running into the same problems. You yeah. the, uh, the Apple app in the Roku store, or sorry, the Apple app, the Giant Bomb app in the Roku store is uh, not working right now. Um, and we've desperately tried to update it. Uh, but because we are a premium site and uh, Roku has their own premium subscription option where you can subscribe through Roku, they just, unless we integrate with that, they won't let us publish our app mm. so uh if you want to use our app you have to sideload it so there's a, <laughs> there's a uh, thing on the forums uh you can be a beta tester for our app that's been being that's been beta t- in beta test for years there's, at this there, point there's aer- air quotes around that aren't there yeah, yeah. yeah. okay um, all right yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah you can still use our roku app but yeah we're with some same problems like you know once once you get into that's they just control that whole ecosystem and if uh and and we tried to look into integrating with their billing because i mean let's be real anybody who watches giant bomb isn't going to like find giant bomb in the roku store and then subscribe (laughs) Mm -hmm. there like that's not how this works (laughs) so we would gain no revenue from it and yeah anyway you can still
2: use our app but anyway so yeah Yeah. uh, app store review processes are fun
3: Uh, that's also
2: shocking to me because i keep forgetting that the roku app is that old that it existed before like the the tv app did yeah. yeah, Roku app's been around for a long. I mean, we've, uh, we rebuilt it recently. Um, yeah.
0: And that rebuilt version is the one that will not, they will not approve. Uh, and we are working through legal uh, means to try and get it published, uh, which is taking forever, as you would imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're working on that. But yeah, the, the Roku app was one of the first, like that was a whiskey mm-hmm. media thing,
1: yeah. like back in the whiskey days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a develop, so. Um, I remember my, uh, the first version of, game vault actually had to have it was in the disclaimers um and rules for the whiskey media for the api at the time was that you had to have a whiskey media um you had to have the icon somewhere on the main page of the app and so for a very long time right at the bottom in the center of game vault there was a powered by powered by whiskey
3: and i would get these
1: emails being like like, did you drink a lot of whiskey? <laughs> like, like, what's yes, going on? Yes, but unrelated. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, ball is an application that not all of the users, I would say probably the majority of users of the application, they may not even know what Giant Bomb is mm. because oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not who it's necessarily targeting.
3: Mm.
1: Um, so you, you definitely get some people who know Giant Bomb. They're, you know, they'll ask me, why isn't a game in the database? And I'll, you got to go over to Giant Bomb. Yeah. put it in their API and it'll go and they usually they know what they're talking about like they know what to do but every once in a while you get somebody that's like I don't I don't know what that means <laughs> can you just add it for me please yeah
2: I mean that's we, also that's that's like a real life thing for us too is that like you know there's a lot of people that will go do a google search about a game and then they end up on the the wiki and mm-hmm. they're like oh I got the wait wait what is a site right <laughs> and then you know they they well, dig in more hopefully yeah also mm-hmm. we, also we I don't
0: think it's a secret. We power Twitch's uh, game database, right? Like when someone's streaming on Twitch and they select a game, that's being powered by our data. So when they contact Twitch, like, how come my indie game that just got released isn't in your database? They're like, Twitch says go to Giant
2: Bomb and fill it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> like it's like, it's an interesting, yeah, yeah. anyway.
2: It feels like a really weird corporate, like uh, talking to mom and te- she's telling you to go talk to dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I just think that's cool. I like that, I like that Twitch... You know, yeah. an
0: Amazon company is like, no, just go over to this other site, like, and, and put the game in there. It's like, yes, that's great. I love that. <laughs> that is, good. Oh, that is um, good. At least they're not sideloading their own database or something. You know. Yeah, I, I think they do do some like yeah. data layer on top of mm-hmm. it. But anyway, either way, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, the, the people at Twitch are awesome. Like we we talk to them every now and then. They they use been using the API for years. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, th- those are fun conversations to have. Yeah. Giant, but what? I'm um, no. That, that's a different website. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. anyway um cool Uh, so so yeah you you got it uh deployed you've uh Mm -hmm. you've kind of gone through quite a few versions of it like the the latest version was just released not too long ago right i pushed i pushed uh i think three uh (laughs) three releases There was was last
1: week week and a half here really rapid but but the initial like big one came out not too long ago Mm -hmm. right what what did you add recently so we put in um we put in the ability to change quality um Mm -hmm. on our videos so basically prior to this release, if you were a premium member, um, it would automatically choose HD. Mm. Um, if you were not, it would choose high mm-hmm. or whatever was the top choice uh, for quality automatically. And so the user didn't have a choice. Um, so we were noticing that some people were running into buffering issues, mm. um, or some of the premium members were, um, and they wanted the ability to be able to say, hey, I don't need it to always be running on yeah. HD, especially if you're, you know, You don't necessarily have to have Mm. that. Um, So uh, we put in. I think the first time you launch a video, um, it'll ask you Mm. after you update uh, what quality you'd like to do, and then it it kind of uh, links you over to settings if you want to change it later. Um, And so I think that's been really good because I think that helps out with people being able to stream without you know running into a lot of stuttering issues and things like that.
0: We we generally have a lot of problems with that just because you know I I think one of the things that you know people youtube is the gold standard right people look at youtube and like hey well i can watch a youtube video i have plenty of bandwidth Ah, uh, um, uh, yes the young scrappy website youtube <laughs> well because <laughs> because there's two equations to the bandwidth issue there's two parts to the equation which is one your download bandwidth which is you know a thing that's that's the primary thing right if you have slow download bandwidth and you know we can't feed you that much data the other is availability of that data in your area right mm-hmm. we we develop via or developed um We serve content via CDN, obviously, content delivery networks. And um, for things like YouTube, they, well, one, they run their own CDN, and they just copy all the data out to the ends of the earth. Um, And we have our own CDN. And the thing about CDNs is they cache data on edge nodes. So if you're the first person, person in an area, you know, connecting to that edge node who's never downloaded that video before, there's a whole process to get that video to you that's not just, you know, from the CDN to you. They have to fetch it from us and, you know, sync it across their origin. There's just a whole bunch of steps. Um, Not to mention the fact that giant bomb videos are long as fuck. Um, So, the cache strategy on those has to be set accordingly Mm -hmm. because if you're storing a four-hour bomb cast in every edge node in the world, that's going to cost us a shit ton of money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So, um, So, there's all these considerations we have. And, uh, and that's kind of the reason why we see a lot of buffering stuff so just figured i'd mention that and and say that we're also working with you know talking to other cdn partners and seeing if we can change up our cache strategy or you know we may start we're talking we're thinking about maybe um, exposing the hls urls at some point which most uh, we right now we expose mp4s via just raw mp4s via our api but if we start exposing HLS, that'll allow for adaptive qualities. You can, you know, if your connection slows down for a second, it'll bump the quality down and then back up. Um, but there's all kinds of considerations with premium and securing those HLS URLs, and you know, there's a million things. So uh, yeah. Those people who are uh, hitting buffering, we're we're definitely always working on that, but it's a it's an interesting problem to solve. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, definitely. So now, you know, if you do if you do so, if I kind of find yourself running into buffering issues, now you can go into settings and you can lower it a little bit and turn it back up later um, nice. when you have the bandwidth. Um, and then we also updated all the iconography, so it's mm. all the new giant bomb new logos, look and feel. Um, so now it kind of looks a little bit more fresh um, with the new. The new giant bomb logo and everything that's on there. Um, yeah. I love. I love developing. I don't know if you guys have noticed the, the app icon. Um, <laughs> so they use this multi layering. Oh yeah, on yeah, those apps. Cool. <laughs> so it was really fun. I was able to opened up. Dan, you sent me the the. Uh, oh I don't yeah. remember what extension it was. SVG. Guess, SVG? Yeah. 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 You, you sent me the SVG and so I was able to break it off into layers. That uh, was that the was, the was its own
0: fun discovery yeah. process of <laughs>
1: what SVG app can actually SVG
0: yeah. editor can actually yeah. open this SVG. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. So
2: he sent me a screenshot of like how it like output. Yeah. My my only reaction was, "What the fuck <laughs> is this? App? Are you kidding
0: me?" Yeah, try to find a free SVG editor, and it just doesn't exist. Yeah, that, also... was, that
1: was GIMP. That was GIMP that I was using. Okay, yeah. um, I think we ended up switching over to Box SVG, right? Yeah, I think that's that. that which, ended up which is
0: a Mac App Store. Like you, you know, we could have probably just just sprung for like a, a Adobe Illustrator license or something for you, but it's like you have to edit one SVG. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I ended up, fuck the Mac <laughs> App Store. All right, if I'm gonna, yeah just yeah, go to a rant for a second loose. yeah <laughs> the mac app store you cannot buy an app for someone else so like i was giving you like you know you're working for us so i'm gonna expense this yeah so i was like okay let me buy this and like gift it to him nope can't do that so i would have either had to send you my credit card information or i just sent you an itunes gift card for like 50 bucks the app was 10 dollars. <laughs> so i was like here here's a 50 dollars itunes gift card spend the rest wherever you, you
3: want <laughs>
0: Buy the stupid <laughs> apps. So can hit the SVG. Yeah, so, so,
2: man, it's one of those times where like they they talk about an ecosystem that really works well together. In a lot of <laughs> cases, it does. But fucking try like okay, Steam figured this out a while ago. Mm-hmm. Gift or like wallet money, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. couldn't. <laughs> it's like yeah. here's a 50
1: dollar iTunes gift card. <laughs> yeah. It is fascinating how behind they can be in some things <laughs> and so ahead yeah, they can be in others. Anyway. Um so yeah, I was able to open that up, um, break that off into different layers and so now it's it's very subtle. I love little subtle UI things. Yeah. Um and
0: so that's you that's kind definitely
3: of...
1: where that Apple T V app shines mm-hmm. is and where we tend to like
0: be very utilitarian. Like our Roku app is super utilitarian. Like yeah. you know, props to Steven for uh, on our team who built that. Like it, it works really well, but it's utilitarian as fuck. Like you just, you know. There's a list of videos, you click on the video, the video plays, you know. Right. But right. but the Apple TV app is like, you know, cool like transitions and like yeah. little logo flourishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh, really cool looking. Yeah.
2: I love that app. I, okay, so I had to update it. For me, I actually had to go and delete the app and then I had to re-download it because I think it had something to do with cash or something like oh, that. Interesting. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I knew it was just gonna be a one-off thing and it was just yeah. my thing. But I downloaded it. I didn't even open up the damn thing. Because I sat there on the couch and like my girlfriend was like right there. I go, babe, <laughs> look at this, <laughs> and I just wiggled it because like, oh, yeah. the bomb was yep. on a different layer, mm-hmm. and I was like, don't, don't look at that.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you notice it and when you interact with it that you're yeah. just like, wow, that's yeah. that's really cool. Um, and and you know that's that is one thing that I love about Apple is that they they do go out there and they they like those little subtleties as well, mm-hmm. and they they like to make sure that the developers have access to being able to do something very similar because they want things to look very consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of giving the ability to be able to add something like that is just is just cool. Um, and then it kind of encourages you to keep doing it within the application as well. And so that's why you'll see very similar. You know, obviously, our images, uh, our, our video images, thumbnails that are coming back aren't multi-layered, so you're not going to see any uh, nice, cool, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that in the API. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No.
3: Uh,
1: but... But you can still get the nice. You can still get the nice feel of kind of moving those tiles around and kind of seeing them. You know, like the little, like the sun kind of shines on them or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's pretty cool.
2: Like that was the biggest challenge that ran into my brain when I was just thinking about the platform, like the Apple TV platform with Giant Bomb because Giant Bomb as a brand, I don't know if it's written down anywhere, but it's just like, it's cool, but it's a little shitty. <laughs> like there's just like there's a little bit of grunge to it. Yeah, and like how. It's hard to match that up with something like the Apple TV because it is so slick and, like, so mm-hmm. just, like, approachable and just, I don't, it feels good. I mean, we, we've yeah. kind of run into this with the new site, too, where
0: it's like, you know, we polished it quite a bit and at this at some point, you know, there's you need to leave a little grunge and and yeah. we have a cool thing. We'll probably talk about it in a, in a future episode because, you know, we weren't able to get it out for E3, but we're working on some, like, cool stuff that people have been asking for, for, like, uh, advanced video search and stuff like that that we're, yeah. we're playing around with. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah. i showed
2: it to jeff and jeff was like can you make it look shittier I'm like i don't <laughs> no, know how sorry. to do that no his exact <laughs> words were could you make sure that dan doesn't see this
3: <laughs> i, don't care. I yeah. don't care
0: yeah uh so i've I've been like trying to make something look shittier and look more just just like grungy jeff was like can you put a under construction gif on it i'm like i don't know about yeah. that but it's
3: like anyway. more
1: more underground
0: yeah exactly yeah. um so anyway but there is some some cool shit that I showed Dan that uh, will come with that that is dumb, incredibly dumb and, and we shouldn't have spent time on it, but we did. So uh, look for a, look that, for that mm, coming that's soon.
2: That's a <laughs> lot of our projects, man. <laughs> but they always end up doing good. So yeah, so, yeah we're, we're, that, that
0: is kind of a, a balance you have to strike where, hey, make stuff look cool and make it look professional and, and like really nice and then, you know, throw a little bit of, part of the site needs to be a little grungy and a little dumb and half-baked and all that good stuff. So, yeah. cool. anyway.
2: so um, actually, I'm curious about, you're kind of like a middleman because you have on one end our API, which you have to deal with, mm-hmm. and every once in a while something changes on it, which is, I, I don't know if we announce that or whatever, if we have like smoke signals or anything. We're getting a little bit better about that. Oh. Uh, if, if you're an app developer, actually, uh, PM me on the site if you develop
0: any Giant Bomb app, and I'll. Add, we have an email list that I, if we make... Breaking changes, we let people know on that list ahead of time. And now I know that. We we don't <laughs> send to that list hardly ever because, <laughs> because we don't make breaking changes very often. But, uh, yeah. but I will in the future if we do.
2: But, okay, so you have that on one side. And that's, like, if anything changes on there, it's kind of outside of your hands a lot of times. And mm-hmm. then on the opposite side, you also have Apple, which is, you know, they have the, what is Xcode again? It's not an IDE, right? That's an IDE. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have that, they have their own APIs, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck in the middle, so if anybody changes anything, you kind of have to, like, feel that. And, like, what's that experience like with keeping something like this, one, maintained, and then two, improved incrementally? Yeah,
1: I mean, that is mobile development right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the, it, you know, mobile development, you, you could say the same thing on Android. Um, iOS, Android development, even Windows development, it's... um. You definitely are a middleman between stuff, right? Um, depending on, you know, how far how deep you go, a lot of mobile developers will will touch backend stuff um, so that they can kind of manipulate that stuff to make sure that it's it's future proofed for them. Um, but yeah, most of the time, you're going to get a client developer that's going to learn the SDK, um, and you hope that Apple is going to be good about deprecating their APIs, giving you um, advance time in order to update your applications um, and on the other end with the back end especially if it's third party that you're dealing with making sure that the api that you choose is going to be backwards compatibility for the foreseeable future yeah. because yeah it, you know you guys were talking about deploying changes right to a website and it's like well i deploy once a day well yeah <laughs> i don't do that right i i can't you know at the companies that i've worked for in in more recent years, like, sure, we're on like a two-week to a month cadence. Um, actually, the company I'm at now is on a week cadence, which is very fast for mobile. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much as quick as it's going to be. Um, so if something breaks, back-end-wise, um, that can be a, a, a big emergency um, on mobile because it's like, well, you guys need to fix this because <laughs> I can't make the change to fix this now. This mm-hmm. went live, right? So yeah. um, that's part of the job. The job
0: wow yeah that that sounds frustrating like yeah I, I think web developers like uh, myself uh, <laughs> we we play a little fast and loose like you know our testing strategy isn't always the best you know some of it's like a little you know hey, hey if we have error monitoring on there we push some bad code out hey that's that's just 15 minutes away like our builds take like 15 minutes to get mm-hmm. like from from code to, to live like that's ah, 15 minutes away from getting fixed but I, that's not really the case with uh, app development I've never personally done um any like work app development so uh that that's probably the scariest part to me is hitting that deploy button must be uh, yeah must be a little nerve-wracking
1: yeah and that's why you're definitely seeing um kind of a direction in um uh, back-end controlling a lot more ui components um on mobile because that kind of gives um the ability for immediate changes right um especially like like you'll see a lot of um feature flags, component flags, things like that mm-hmm. that get set um, on a mobile app so that at any point in time, if they wanna kill that feature or they wanna stop showing that feature, they can they can turn it off in the back end. And that, that kind of helps when you're first launching out something. You know, typically, given time, it, you decide to launch that feature and say, no, this is a permanent feature, mm-hmm. then you'll probably start taking away those, those flags um, so that it becomes a little bit more permanent. So it's like, basically, don't break that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but some of the newer stuff, there's a little bit more leniency there because there's at least a way of being like, okay, I don't want any more. I don't want any more people getting into this bucket anymore, mm-hmm. or I want to turn this off completely. So even people who've experienced a new feature, we don't want them to see it anymore. Yeah. Uh, that that's like a full. That's like something drastically wrong <laughs> happened. Um, most of the time, you'd probably just stop taking in new users mm. um, until you can come up with a, a solution for it. And so you see a lot of that some people go a lot further um where their back end even dictates text sizes and layout yeah we've um, we've had
0: we've had some people like pitch to us because you know like Gamespot has some very basic apps and stuff like that they've pitched to us like apps that basically are they're not apps really they're just like uh sdks in themselves like you they, they you deploy mm-hmm. the app and then the app is assembled as the user launches yeah. it. Basically, it's it's pretty wild. Like they're, yeah, it's it's just all dictated by like a. C- you can create a new app in their
1: web CMS and yeah. it'll just change your app completely. Yeah. It's pretty, and wild. that's that's very appetizing to investors mm. because they can potentially save money on having platform-specific programming done, right? Um, that too, and they can deploy faster to more platforms and get it out quicker. Um, yeah. And there there's definitely advantages to that um, i I lean more towards the the platform specific development well, yeah you I, like we were just talking yeah, about you these can't nuances, do the fancy
0: right yeah you can't do the fancy right. stuff that yep. dicta- that like defines a really nice app in you're that stuff, you're, yeah. you're
1: walking away from a lot of the polish that makes the application what it is on that platform when mm-hmm. you're making it for every platform at the same time right yeah. um
2: yeah. like that that pseudo platformy thing stuff that you're just talking about. Like we were talking about before this just like being in startups and mm-hmm. it seems like uh like if you're very much in like the early stage of like a new startup and you just want to see if you're going to get product market fit. Yeah, it's actually kind of a really good idea to like take a thing and then just put it across different platforms mm-hmm. super, super quick uh, without a lot of effort because then you could try to validate what the thing is. But yes. I feel like... That only lasts for so long up until you have to say like, okay, we're actually going to dedicate real resource to iOS, Mm -hmm. for example, because we actually will like, it's working. We Mm -hmm. want to put in more polish or like more features or make it just better in in some sort of a way.
1: But it's also like, what users are you missing by not having the polished app the first time it goes out, right? Oh, yeah. There's always that to think Mm -hmm. about. And that's really hard to, you know, we have data analysts find out why do people do this, did this work. And, you know, you're constantly testing these things, but sometimes just look and feel
3: mm-hmm.
1: are a turnoff for people and they'll go somewhere else. And there's no analytics that are going to tell you whether or not they liked that experience or not. Because
0: that's like a subconscious thing for a lot of people too. Totally. Like
1: they couldn't tell you why they didn't like it. They're just no. like, nah, I yeah, just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. couldn't get through the <laughs> process, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, was, was there something in specific, specifically that went wrong? And, no, not really. I just didn't, you know, just didn't feel <laughs> it, right? Um, and, th- and that happens. And so there's definitely a fine line between the two. Like I, I definitely get, you're a startup. You need to get something out. You need to know, is my idea like viable, <laughs> right? Can can Does I get anybody users? anybody give a shit? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, these users are still experiencing your application for the first time. Like how are they going to, you know, do they like it? Yeah. Um, and, and how polished is it? It needs to work.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So how uh, how anxious are you during Apple keynotes when they're announcing new <laughs> iOS versions? They're like, it's out tomorrow. How how
1: much does that <laughs> while while this is being recorded during WWDC? WWDC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's actually the other way around. Okay. A little bit um, just because when you have you know I've worked on a lot of big applications mm-hmm. um, and the the apps. We have, to, we have to support older versions of iOS. Right. Yeah. Um, we have to make sure that... Just like we have to support IE 11 still. God
3: damn it. R- yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and so we have to make sure that a, like, a very high percentage of users are all on a version of iOS before we can drop a version. Mm. So what ends up happening is that most companies, at least in my experience, will support up to two versions prior so oh, right now okay. you'd probably be supporting okay. iOS ten and above. Would mm. Probably be a pretty typical point, maybe nine. Some of these bigger, bigger companies like Facebook and stuff, you might right, see yeah. even lower. So they're like still supporting Android uh
2: fucking I mean they also have a separate version of Android. Facebook that's just like SMS driven.
1: So like they have a lot of different versions of yeah, Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. Those,
3: those poor folks. <laughs> so
1: so most programmers choose to not um implement Side routes for different versions of iOS because it gets really messy. Mm. So let's say they announce something in iOS 13, um, Swift UI. That's a really good. Mm. Um, that's a really good example because that's going to be something that I think is going to be huge. It's potentially going to be getting rid of storyboards, constraints, and UIs. There's, there's a lot of really cool stuff there, and so I'm sure there's a lot of programmers out there right now that are looking at it and going, "I want to do this now." <laughs> um, and to do it now, you would have to constantly look to see what version of ios the users running in to see if you can even put them there mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to maintain two essentially two maybe more pieces of code until you're supporting only ios 13 and above Oof. Um, so long answer short i think most of us actually look at the new stuff and go yeah, I'll probably watch these videos again in like two years <laughs> because that's when, that's when I'm going to gonna actually be able to oh, use man. it. And it's funny. One of my previous companies, we actually, when WWDC was going on, we met a couple times a week to, to watch last year's. Oh, wow. Because, again, it's, forget, we're but, looking yeah. at it and we're going, hey, let's see what we can actually start <laughs> using pretty soon. So um, it, it's interesting that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we have some of the same stuff, you know, all the
0: new javascript fun stuff that, you know, ES6, and like, oh, well, I guess we unless we can shim it in some way, like I guess we're using, you know, just the standard old features right. still. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, it's actually very similar to CSS as well. Yeah, sure, um it too. I think it was two or three years ago, um I was talking with the other designer at the time, Erica, about CSS grids because they were like new and like they got supported by like a browser officially. <laughs> We're like, holy shit! We could actually like think about this in like two years. Last year, we were uh, going through the redesign stuff, and Laura said, "Hey, like it's supported well enough that we could comfortably do CSS grids." And we talked about like the you know the consequence of that, and the code was significantly smaller, more efficient. And I was like, "Oh, thank fi- finally, <laughs> we could do this." But it's like it that happens all the time in CSS as well. Is that like you just wait for years for something, just like a tiny little thing. Thankfully, I mean, I don't know if, the, if anything's happening in the app
0: world, but in the browser world, we basically support Chrome latest, Firefox latest, or latest-ish, um, and then like four versions of IE, right? So like if <laughs> IE could <laughs> there's get there's it... There's also <clears throat> Safari. Oh, and Safari, sorry. <laughs> and, and Safari, That's exactly how we support Safari. <laughs> but also Safari latest, usually. Like yeah, sure. Safari's... De- well, actually, Safari's not as good as Chrome or... Because Safari comes through uh, the App Store update still, so a lot yeah. of people are just chilling on you know, uh, OS X Lion or whatever, and using Safari whatever version that is. Yep. Um, but you know what? The great thing about Chrome and Firefox is like now nah, it kind of just forces you to update eventually, and mm-hmm. I I much prefer that to shit. IE eleven still needs to work, and we still need to shim all this crap. But man, the, its,
1: it's e- days are numbered though. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, as a side note, on the the Apple TV app, the adoption rate is. Extremely high. And really? so I'm only assuming that Apple TV, I think by default, their um OS updates are turned on mm. automatically. Okay. Um so I think a lot of people go in because I was I was actually just looking at this before we came in here, and we have like a ninety-eight point six percent are on TVOS twelve, which is the latest oh, wow. version. Yeah. Um and so that's cool because <laughs> that means that people are probably going to adopt TVOS 13 really quick and so that kind of gives that that's much better right because it's pretty easy to push out apps and require the latest operating yeah. system there ios very different
2: yeah yeah I like my assumption with TVOS or just the apple tv is that the updates are like hardware constraints. like mm-hmm. the older stuff it just it goes for so long until they right. stop supporting it so like if people keep getting the new boxes, then it kind
1: of just figures right. itself out. And the oldest Apple TV four still supports the latest operating system. Holy! So, cow. There, so there is no there is no Apple TV four that isn't that doesn't have the latest operating system. Whereas iPhone slowly yeah. but surely those devices get locked to a certain iOS version. So you're still and they're still going to be using applications and, and stuff. So um, I think that's why the why you see a lower adoption rate overall.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because it, when you see the different platforms from Apple. Like, the older the platform is, the longer that they support stuff, which is frustrating because uh, I was looking at the compatibility for, what is the new thing? Coruscant, Catalina, whatever. The, Catalina, yeah.
0: Yeah, Catalina. for
1: macOS. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Catalina a mountain? Is that... Catalina is an island. Okay, are they now so on in California?
0: Are they on islands now?
1: I think they just decided to go on island. <laughs> this yeah, time. Well, they, they did <laughs> desert, so... Catalina is beautiful. Okay, yeah. I've, I've been oh, really. backpacking hobby, there. That's right. Um, but, it's really cool for camping.
2: Nice. But... Um, Uh, compatibility for it goes back to like MacBook Pros from 2012. Yeah. And so you think about that, that was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So they still support machines from that long ago. And then it hits iOS and it's like, you know, a few phones back, which is not too bad. Mm -hmm. But then TV, it's like, ah, basically (laughs) like a few years you're covered and it's fine. I wonder if that's just like, that's their newest or one of their
0: newest platforms, right? So maybe they're just trying to, they're kind of figuring it out finally. Like they don't have to backwards compatibility all the hell or well, not not force updates all the way back to forever i don't know yeah i
1: think there was definitely on the apple side i think there was a number of complaints of of their devices being slow and yeah yeah. um so i think they've kind of tried to to push that a little bit it it was funny during the keynote um on monday they announced that 85 percent um they have an 85 percent adoption rate of ios 12 they were kind of pushing that as like Hmm. a really big number um that seems shockingly low to me <laughs> a little bit <laughs> like i mean maybe i'm a minor- minority on yeah. that but i want those numbers to be higher that's
0: there, there's some people on the engineering team who will not be named that that don't upgrade their
2: ios either oh mm, <laughs> man i want to call them also bad there's a but,
0: few like yeah there's just some people just like no nah, it works for me like <laughs> yeah okay all right interesting but at <laughs> the
2: same time like you see like uh, adoption splits for like android and it's all over the place. So I think for them to say like, "Oh, eighty-five percent is on like the absolute news." Oh God, version. yeah. I, if I was an Android developer, I I don't know what I
0: would do. That seems yeah, like not Android. Developer. It seems like a hellscape over yeah. there. But I, I mean, I say that as an Android user. Um, <laughs> who is on the latest <laughs> OS and device? So yeah. I, I'm not the problem. Every, everybody <sighs> else is. Anyway, no. Oh, anyway. Wow. Uh, anything else about the the app? Or the app world we want to discuss, or should we switch into questions?
2: I mean, like I, I was just like stoked to be able to chat about this because I've been playing with it for a while now. You know, mm-hmm. just at home doing my thing. And nice. It's just nice because it does exactly what I want it to do, and it's nice that it has like a lot of the polish and everything. But at the end of the day, it's like, what does it actually do? Mm-hmm. And I pop it on. There's the latest thing, and I literally just go through latest mm-hmm. unless I'm feeling frisky and like I go to one of the shows. But
1: it's all right there. So, so that, that reminds me too. We should add a latest category because that's actually hard coded. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So so in the app, I pull a list of shows and then I inject
3: oh, no latest
1: sure. okay. into the top position and then pull a list of all the latest shows. Hmm. But it would be interesting just to have a show of just latest and then just have. Actually, a, that's that a, that's a good topic. Uh, now that we're on
0: record, uh, you can uh, throw whatever. Weird requests for the API you have for me, and maybe uh, maybe if I say I'll do them, uh,
1: I'll, I'll be beholden to it because it's on a, on.
3: A, yeah, on record. I like that. Idea. Any, I'm anything? I have, have
1: to think about any, that a Yeah, if bit. you have yeah. any off the top of your head, yeah, I think, I think like overall, I really like the the state that the application is in. Mm-hmm. It's it's very simple. Yeah. Um, it does what you need it to do. You want to watch a video? You can get there really fast. It has search capabilities, which you know uses the operating system to to do voice recognition and everything. So everything's really smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the last couple updates that I did, because I know I mentioned earlier that I pushed out like three updates in the last week, it was more of just stability. Um, noticed a few. I've just been watching really closely and seeing all the different crash reports that are coming through mm-hmm. and just making sure that that's really stable. So I think we're at like 99.7% crash free right now. So um, it's running really well. Wow. Um, He's doing way better than the web. <laughs> hey, the website, sorry, it's not that bad. I'm Yeah, um, whatever.
2: Well, we I,
0: I, I think that most of the Apple TV crashes are usually when we like return a zero length of
1: a video and in the API and you Mm -hmm. divide by zero at some point, yeah. (laughs) So hopefully we fix that on our side, but. Yeah, Um, so you know, the the future of the application, you know, I I, I want it to be, I want them to be well thought of, well thought out. I don't want to add extra layers to the Mm -hmm. application. If people like the way that it works and they're just like, hey, I know what video I want to watch. You have a list of shows. I can watch these videos, and that's this is my fastest way of doing that. And I think that's we're succeeding there. Um, but there's so much more you could do. What, right? a, what about
0: uh, this day in GB history in right. the app? Right, mm. so, can we Get an API endpoint for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Man,
1: we've never thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that would be yeah. very cool. I would like to highlight videos as well. I know mm. that the API is exposed um, highlighted videos mm-hmm. um, to match the website yeah. um, and. I think it would be cool to be able to just kind of have like bigger, wider tiles at the top for whatever Uh, we're promoting at the mm -hmm. time. Cause right now everything kind of gets the same treatment. Mm -hmm. It's based on the position and the, if the show is active or not, which we did have one user on, we did have one user on, uh, on the website that kind of pushed out. I secretly removed the inactive shows on one of the
3: pushes. (laughs) Oh man.
1: Um, And somebody came back immediately and was like, I can't access. I can't watch
0: betting the farmville. Right. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like why do I not have?
1: Why do I not have access to this? Uh, so I pushed back an update to essentially show active shows in that sorting order, mm. and then uh, which I think matches the website, and, yeah. and then um, it shows the inactive shows afterwards, and so that's all there. You could still access it through search, mm-hmm. um, but it sounds like people wanted it right there on <laughs> the front page. So nice. But, um,
2: yeah. All right. Cool. So hmm, two questions. One. Um, so we we're talking about like the API and if there was like any pros, cons, whatever, since you've used the wiki for so long, uh, is there anything about the wiki that you wish either was
1: there like anything that's missing, anything that you've thought of? I want, I want a reverse API. I want to be able to post to the API.
0: Oh shit. Oh shit. What up? Oh shit. We have that, but it's not available to the public yet. <laughs> uh, okay. well, so the, so the current wiki is all built in, uh, it's all built on Backbone uh, JS, which is an old framework. I think we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what we've been using for a long time. But what it does really well is it works with REST APIs really well. So to build this new backbone front end for the uh, um, the wiki editing interface, we built a whole set of REST APIs for that. Uh, the only thing we're missing is authentication. But if we, I, I, I really do want to get authentication in there. And I think we have some People who want to use that, obviously. Um, so, uh, as soon as we can get some OAuth actually working on that API, we could expose that for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, look for that. Hopefully, in the future, I, that's one of my like pet projects. I want to, um, you know. So, maybe if Twitch wants to like start allowing users to enter Wikidata data on their site, they could potentially hook into our database mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, with um, the,
1: with Game Vault, um, if a game doesn't exist. Um, well, the, the game has to, the, sorry, the game has to exist in the database, but there are a lot of instances where the release, a specific release for a platform doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so locally, I give them the ability to add their own, mm-hmm. and then I store it locally in their database. This is like a perfect opportunity to be able to say, I'm just going to post this up. It mm-hmm. doesn't even necessarily have to be, it could still get moderated, it doesn't yeah. have to be available right away, mm-hmm. but it could get pushed up. I could store it locally for that user, mm-hmm. but then the next day or two days later, somebody else comes in, adds the same game, tries to find that release, it exists in the UI yeah. yeah, without them having to go through.
0: For sure. I'd love to do that. And, and we have the APIs built because that's how the wiki is edited, um, and it goes through moderation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the one problem being we ha- you have to do it as that user. So if you were integrating that in your app, we would need some kind of all-off flow that made sense, not like hey, go get your API key from giantbomb.com slash API and then plug it in here. Like, you know, that'd be <laughs> annoying. So uh, we need a proper like OAuth flow before we can right. really expose that. But yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be
2: awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the other question, also wiki related, is there a way that we could figure out where you're watching some shit on the app, on mm-hmm. the Apple TV, and uh, we actually have like related stuff there to click on it and actually see details from the wiki within the app? Is that possible?
1: Um, slash slash is it dumb? <laughs> um, that might be a thing. Yeah, because I well, I know we have. I know the API has uh, related games. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it has related videos.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. But it does have. Wait, maybe we don't right now. Oh, God, I would
0: have to look at our because what
1: I what I envision what what I think what you're asking would be great is that when I finish a video, the landing page has. Um, a list of videos of what to watch next.
2: Yeah, because you could like either continue on in a series, like if mm-hmm. you just want to watch a bunch of quick looks or whatever it may be. Or you could shoot off say like, "Oh, there's this thing that's kind of related to like a UPF. Do you mm-hmm.
1: want to check this out instead?"
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, we never did add editorial content
0: to the Wiki API.
1: That would be Yeah, cool and, and shows don't have like the concept of episodes in the api either so they are just kind of a list of videos yeah. and So it's hard to represent what might be the next episode in something to be able oh, to play it in order that was um,
0: that was a tough decision as we were developing the concept of episodes is like should we expose these to the api that would complicate things a lot in the api and because podcasts can be part of that and so can videos and multiple videos can be part of an episode so mm-hmm. we decided to leave that off for now but yeah yeah,
1: yeah. eventually but that would be really cool yeah yeah even an autoplay feature. Oh, dang. Uh, well... Well, we... <laughs> we well, caught, you wouldn't have to do anything with that.
0: Well, no, no, no. I, I, we caught some hell for including an autoplay feature. Uh, well, I caught some hell. Uh, there were some users who disliked the autoplay feature oh, okay. uh, yeah, on the you, website. Yeah, you'd,
1: you'd probably definitely want to have some sort of a switch off. Yeah,
0: we we at, we had a switch, but it wasn't uh, global. Uh, um, okay. It was like a cookie, so we, we made it a global switch eventually. Yeah.
2: Well, it's also just a different world, too, because every time I put something on... on on the tv at home i just let stuff yeah, keep yeah, going yeah, like yeah, we and have, that's
0: how i tried treated giant bomb on my browser it's like it's up on mm-hmm, a second monitor right Yeah. people were like i fell asleep and it played <laughs> but it was limited
2: to like five videos but it's like it
0: played five yeah. videos in a row
2: yeah i mean that like that's what i do with master chef
1: every night so <laughs> yeah whatever we something. do we do have a few uh power users that have complained about the number of videos that we keep track of progress hmm um, cause I think the API right now, and I don't know how many is stored, um, but the API returns 10. Okay. We, we do have a limit. It's not 10.
0: It's, uh, but yeah, but I guess the API is limited to 10. We could potentially up, up that. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not a huge deal. Um, we store a couple hundred, I think. Okay. Um, of your last watch videos, we don't store all of them cause it's a lot of that. There's a lot of data and it's you know, yeah. annoying to keep, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we have more than that, so
2: i right. I'm out I'm I'm out of questions. Yeah, anyway, I'm do good. you want to yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll, take, we'll take a couple questions from oh, uh from yeah. the podcast if you want or what do you think? Oh, I was I meant asking questions I oh yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, uh I pulled a couple questions from the comments uh of our previous episodes. So, uh I'll we'll just do a couple. We're we're running pretty long, but uh we'll uh user Silence asked asked like a a bunch. So, I uh, would just figure we'll slowly kind of work through these. Yeah. Um uh, one of them was Do you have any uh, favorite frameworks or tools to use? That's a pretty broad question, but um, I'll, I'll talk about one I have used fairly recently. I, we talked about it in a whole episode, but uh, I think it's worth uh, not talking about. Um, uh, Firebase is a cool tool and sort of framework for um, developing. Uh, just all kinds of different real-time application stuff. Uh, so we built the whole chat on it. Uh, that's one of my. That's been like some of the most fun I've had is working with that uh, recently. So that's kind of one uh, I've really enjoyed lately. I've I've been poking into React uh, quite a bit lately because that is like the biggest missed uh, thing in my repertoire. Is I I don't have any real React experience. Just like kind of very basic stuff. And uh, you know we're interviewing for that position associate developer position right now and everybody is like hey yeah i use react a lot i am like, "I should really learn react (laughs) 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 plus you know like i mentioned we use backbone for a lot of our stuff which backbone's old and most people working right now have never heard of backbone or you know it's whatever so um so yeah uh, react is is cool it's i'm just now scratching the surface but it's been really cool to learn react redux that whole paradigm so that's me that's kind of the cool stuff i've been working with you have anything that you've been
1: i like analytics stuff hmm. um so i really like fabric um which actually is going into firebase um I oh, think interesting mid, maybe by the end of the year hmm. um they keep sending me warnings that <laughs> i need to <laughs> upgrade the sdk to to use firebase but i think it's going to give basically the same but it's if you haven't checked it out like fabric is really um great ui for showing um you know, different demographics of your users, um, exact locations, like map locations. Um, it even has like event tracking. Um, so you can kind of see what are the flows that your users are going through. Mm. What, you know, in terms of Apple TV, like at the Giant Bomb Videos app, um, what videos are they playing? Um, how did they access that video? Did they go through latest? Did they go to the actual show mm. and look at it? Things like that. And so there's a lot of really interesting stuff because it's ways of not having to Pull that information directly from our users. Instead, we can just see how they use the application mm-hmm. so that we can improve it. And that is that kind of
0: when you install Fabric, do you have to install like or like set tracking points everywhere,
1: or does it kind of just figure everything out on its own? Yeah, so there's a lot of it that's done automatically, mm-hmm. um, and then you can set custom events. Mm-hmm. So okay. things like what I was talking about is like what was the like what videos were played, things mm-hmm. like that. You want to set up and you want to set up your own custom event for it, okay. and so you just kind of have whatever. You kind of want to track at the time. You can do some limited ones and, and cut them later, um, just to do fast experiments, things like that. But nice, it's cool. Cool, Dan. Do you have any? No, no, <laughs> no. White, whiteboard. What
0: you've been learning?
2: Uh, uh, After Effects and sh- or wait, yeah. Oh been- yeah, yeah. That's actually okay. That is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was very frustrating up front just because it's a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm saying this having my, my experience was in like Flash Four and Flash Five mm-hmm. for animation. Like I did full websites in it and everything. Um, Steep learning curve. But after that, it actually, it's really cool because I'm starting to learn more about compositions, which is kind of like, it's like a symbol or a variable or Mm -hmm. like an object, basically. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still messing with it. It's really cool. Things move. I can make shit wiggle. It's it's pretty dope. So
0: all the cool lower thirds and shit you're, you're seeing at E3. Oh, yeah. Dan's, yeah. Oh. Dan's been building all those in, in After Effects, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff that you've already seen. <laughs> that Future was all Dan. people. Yeah. Future people, you're really great. Um, yeah. So um, the, I don't know, the workflow is really messy right now, but Janet and I have been kind of going back and forth. So I'll say like, hey, here's my messy After Effects project of this thing it looks cool, but everything like the layers and everything like that is a complete mess. And he looks at it and he's like, Oh yeah, no, I can actually work with this. So it's like, he'll be able to actually turn it into something that they can uh, put into their process because they can't just like straight up use an after effects thing for live production. Mm. They actually have to go through premiere and like get things into VMix a certain way. So there's that whole part, but I get the fun part where I'm like, man, look, it's like, it fades in. It's Those a really good colors. Fade. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like LA sunset. It's great fades <laughs> away we're done, so yeah, I mean that is the thing like the tool right now that's it's, it, it's it's pretty cool um it's not part of my like fundamental yeah job but but, but it's something you're it's pretty rare working with. Yeah, yeah cool nice.
0: um yeah, I guess we'll take i don't know uh one more question just going down the list um uh, uh what 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 does dan slash the team's design workflow look like so yeah how how do you sort of from from a concept to
2: giving it to us, how does that work? Imagine a building. <laughs> the building's on fire. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, actually, that's Dan that. started um, the fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Tell. Oh, who's that? Billy Joel? Who started the fire? <laughs> it was me. Um, yeah, I mean, right now it's it's pretty much just me. So a lot of it is just whoever has the need, they mm-hmm. come to me, and then we just kind of work it out from there. And like we've we've talked about this in the past for like a whole episode about like the nitty gritty for each part of the process. Mm-hmm. Nothing strange or out of the ordinary, you know, like if it's starting from scratch of like, what's the meaning of this feature or this part of the website or this whole website, then... Uh, we kind of just start out at like the whiteboard. We doing a lot of talking and it just kind of ramps up from there. So you go, you know, through interaction design processes into Mm -hmm. UI processes and then
0: some from wireframes to, uh, like full resolution mockups, right?
2: Yeah. And and there's, there, there is a bunch of fun stuff along the way, like things like prototypes. We've done a mm -hmm. few of those lately. Uh, that's actually something we've ramped up a lot in the past year and a half. Mm Um, and then we've been trying to do more research, but that's that's a resource constraint, just right, because right. that's some something that actually takes a lot of time and then effort. And then, you know, after you know, making a script for a thing and then actually conducting the interviews and then having to parse out the, the qualitative data, like that's mm-hmm. actually a lot of effort. It's super valuable, but we don't have the resource at, at this very second. Uh but yeah. Yeah, I would say that that's kind of the gist of it. Wait, you, you don't just
0: send us a Zeppelin file and that's it? That's that's what all I see.
2: Uh sir, the Zeppelin <laughs> does not have files i'm pushing up my glasses um, <laughs> zeppelin project it's Sorry. a service it's a concept it's a con- um <laughs> no i don't know so yeah if anybody thinks that we just kind of like shit something out and sketch and then call it a day <laughs> uh, I, I wish that was the case some days so. i mean sometimes that's good so, it's sometimes, sometimes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway um yeah but
0: uh we'll we'll kind of keep working through this questions list as as we go but uh yeah i don't know anything else you wanted to talk about dan
2: not that I know of. I'm. I'm also kind of just going through the questions really quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah we could just knock more of these out later on. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is uh, this was awesome to talk about. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for thanks for coming by. Thanks it. for having yeah, me, man.
1: This has been really cool.
2: Yeah. And then yeah, we should get back into this room and talk more about this stuff. Um, maybe when the the room's cooled off because it's like a million goddamn degrees <laughs> yeah, in here.
1: It is pretty hot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, the, the guys were also using the room earlier, so yeah. Of course, it's warm cool
0: but
1: uh yeah thanks for stopping by and uh yeah thanks for having me
2: yeah
0: we'll uh we'll catch up with you again soon after you you know keep updating the app and maybe we'll have you absolutely. back absolutely i so.
1: will say we're definitely looking for feedback on the application so yeah. i know you can go to the bug reporting uh, forum on yeah, the website for sure I, I don't know where the good place is for them to put in feature requests but
0: uh, yeah, if you throw it in the bug reporting forum, okay. if you have feature requests, that we le- Rory uh, reads that, forwards it on, and uh, Kevin's in our issue tracking system, and mm-hmm. we just kind of, yeah. I just kind of throw shit at him, and he fixes it. So that's kind of yeah. how we work. Absolutely, that's a great relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's good. Been good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you have an Apple TV, go download that that app now. It's free. It is. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, yeah. Let's get the heck out of here, man.
0: All right. Let's let's go to E three. <laughs> Yay! Right now. Getting on a plane. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Later, guys.